0: To another bonus episode of the One Broke Actress podcast, an honest account of working actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, along with my producer, Helena Santos. Hi, Helena.
1: Hi, Sam. Thank you for being here. Yeah, let's do this Q&A in the OBA. Yes,
0: yeah, so we are bringing you a Q&A in the OBA, which is One Broke Actress, if you're like, what are they talking about? So we <laughs> gathered questions from you guys. You send them to me all the time via DMs and sometimes on Instagram comments. So we pulled two for today's episode. They both come from a listener whose name is very hard to pronounce, but it is gorgeous. It is Yetlanzia, Yetlanze Rodriguez your name is gorgeous. I am so sorry that I just butchered it. Blame, um, Missouri education. Okay. So, uh, your question is so on point. Number one, when is the right time to look for representation? She said, I've been pursuing acting for a little over a year and I just created my reel from a project I've worked on. Is it time? Great. Do you have any first thoughts just with that? And we'll ask the second question later.
1: I think my initial first thought, I wish I could ask her what she means by pursuing it for the past year. Does she mean that she's been training somewhere? Mm -hmm. Um, What sort of experience does she have? What kind of classes has she taken? You know, kind of the craft questions as far as being ready, Um, because oftentimes people will ask me, they'll be like, oh, I'm just interested in it um, I've done a couple theater things, you know, I've Mm -hmm. done a couple plays and I'd say, well, maybe it'd be a good idea for you to just even go to a commercial class. So you understand the process of what auditioning is, if it's something that you actually think you will like, if it's something you're comfortable with. Um, so that's where I would start, but assuming that say she has been, she's taken some commercial classes or some theatrical classes or whatever it is. And she's obviously done maybe a student film or an independent project to get footage from that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that sure, like start doing some research and seeing, you know, who it is that you'd be interested in possibly reaching out to talk to friends and see how they feel about some, some people are at, you're a little bit above your level. Um, that's where I would start. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I have the same, I have follow-up questions I would ask, which would be very similar. Like, uh, in pursuing, does it mean like you've started to work in the market? I would also wonder where you are working mm-hmm. uh, and what, what your goals are. Do you want to look for representation theatrically, commercially, voiceover? Like uh, there's a lot of avenues you can go down. Mm-hmm. So I would ask what kind of training you've been into. And I think it's awesome. Clearly you, you at least booked a project, whether it was something of your own or however you got that footage for your reel. You've done some on-camera work. So congratulations, you're mm-hmm. you're a part of the family, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is sometimes the hardest part to get those first few scenes together. So it's awesome. You're already working on your package. You can totally start looking for reps. I think looking for reps, however, can become a full-time job if you make it one. So I would encourage you to, as well as being open for reps and maybe doing some research into people who are taking developmental clients, which is Mm -hmm. what you are kind of, before you get some credits under your belt, uh, I would, uh, continue to train and continue to submit yourself for auditions because you could get some more awesome real footage. You could meet some more people and continuing to learn, get footage and to meet new people is like the core of all of us and what just makes us better and more valuable to
1: representation as we go. Yeah. And I think that's what you just said there about being valuable to representation, because you know, it is a business and they want to know that if they take somebody on, there is the possibility that they will book and they will make money. So that's a factor too, with whatever market you're in, whatever, you know, your quote unquote branding ish. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. evolved so much over the years too, that, I mean, that's a whole separate conversation, but understanding your market and what you could book in that market, I think is really important and being able to relay that to potential representation so that they understand that you see it as a business and you know that it's not, it's not something that you're taking lightly, I think is important.
0: Totally. I think if you can go into a meeting and say, here's what I have to offer. Here's what I'm good at. Here's the shows I could be in at my level tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to make yourself way more valuable. And if, If people saying no to you is going to put you down, is going to make you feel like you're not worthy yet, then I almost would reconsider applying to reps yet because Mm -hmm. you're going to get a lot of radio silence. You're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of maybe laters. So if you feel like you're never ready, I don't think, you know, (laughs) like things kind of happen as they should, but, uh, you know, if, if that's some energy, you're not quite ready to take on yet then think about that too, because I don't want searching for reps to ever be the thing that makes people leave this business. Cause it can become a full-time slog. Also your first rep doesn't need to be your lifetime rep. It's like, Oh my gosh. (gasps) that I think sometimes, sometimes people are looking for like the high school, marrying your high school sweetheart version of representation, which is where like you meet someone and they are your person. Like we, we put all of this stuff. It's it's, that's my favorite analogy. Is it like a high school sweetheart? Like we put all this baggage and ideas and all these thoughts and dreams onto this one person. And when it doesn't work out, we feel devastated and left behind. And like, we have to make the relationship work in some way. Whereas there's so many other fish in the pond. So if someone's interested in you and you want to go for it, then do it, but know that it's a business relationship and business relationships have beginnings and ends and you can always Mm -hmm. learn something.
1: Yeah. And from both sides, you know, you can Mm want to leave them just as much as they don't necessarily want to work for you. And yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, if I, I don't even, I'd have to count one day to figure out how many reps I had in LA. (laughs) Uh Seriously. It's real. It's so real. Same. I've had, especially like I've
0: I could do a whole podcast on that. Okay. So her (laughs) follow-up question, which I think is equally good is Are boutique agencies better.
1: Okay. Well, again, better is relative to where you're at in your career and what you're looking to do. But for someone in her position, I would say absolutely. Yes. When you're starting out, I think it's important to be with a agency that has the time and the energy um, and the, you know, the focus to help a developmental actor move forward in a way that a bigger, fancier, three-letter agency type place right. <laughs> would not because, you know, they need their, they take on the people who are making them gajillions of dollars, who need packaging for projects, who you know, there's, there's so many other factors when you get to that level. And personally, I have had fantastic opportunities through boutique agencies that if I had been at a larger agency, I don't think I would have had those because it would have just, I would have been buried under people.
0: So um, true. I mean,
1: but the thing is, obviously there are people who that's not true for necessarily, maybe they're, you know, they they happen to be that one in a million person who booked that lead on a show and they, you know, came right out of the theater school, they have no representation and a huge agency wants to take them on and then it propels a career forward. Sure, yes, that can happen. Anything can happen. But I would say that that's like few and far between and for longevity in the business, it's important to set yourself up properly from the beginning.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's so true. I think the the, even the term boutique agency is almost a little, it's not outdated, but I feel like Mm Every agency is if it's not a three letter agency is considered a boutique agency, quote unquote. But then you have like Yeah, it's mid- almost
1: like a fancy boutique and then like not a fancy boutique. Yeah.
0: And then like you have that. your like mid-levels like an Abrams or something like mm-hmm. that, that they're like not considered one of the um, you know, top top agencies, but they have they have really big people and like mm-hmm. there's just yeah, I guess how do so you so many
1: like defining boutique because Yeah, you could have a boutique agency, quote unquote, is it by number of clients? Is it by level of work of those clients? Is it both? Is it, you know, yeah, you make a good point that that term is kind of evolving. And especially as, you know, with COVID, agents left certain places, managers like popped up doing different things, agents agents turned into
0: managers, like, Uh huh? I think, I think too, just looking at agencies is going to, is going to narrow your focus almost too much. I would Mm -hmm. be really open to management companies too, especially if you're just getting started. Uh, I I would make sure that people are willing to answer your emails and keep communication (laughs) open, especially like always, right. That should be the basis of your relationship, but especially when you're getting started and when you're hesitant about, do I put money towards this class or these headshots, or when every dollar counts and every piece of energy counts, I think it's really important that you have someone who will hold your hand in a way, uh, before you get your confidence to be like, uh, this is what I'm doing. Right.
1: I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's important too, that you, uh, you talk to people who are rep by that agent, um, <laughs> Because oftentimes they could, you know, not really jive with your personality necessarily. And even that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Like you don't need to be BFFs or anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that can crop up that can happen that don't align with you as a, a creative person or in your life. Like I one instance for me is that one of the reps that I had, um I was producing my own short film. I had, you know, shot a day or two on it, I was starring in it, I put my own money into it. And I had booked out and she called me with an audition for the day the next day. And I said, No, I'm still shooting. And, you know, her, she had very specific feelings about doing your own work, producing your own things. And she asked me if I could do my little YouTube video on the side at some other time, because I needed to go to this audition, to which I said to her, um, well, I, am producing this. I put all my own money into it. Also, this is a casting office that has cast me before. So can I just put it on tape for them? I really don't think they're going to have a problem with it. And then she just mothered me in this like really finger wagging kind of way. And I was like, nope, I'm done. Because part of what I do is produce things. That's part of who I am as a creative in the industry.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and the fact that that, that she, she talked down to that so much. I was like, this is not the right person for me. So it's, it's stuff like that. Like you need to align in some way. There's, I just think it's important to at least have those conversations or at least understand where they're coming from so that when random stuff like that comes up, which it will Mm -hmm. always, it's just, it's helpful to have some framework.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And a lot of times if it's a quote unquote, smaller agency or smaller management company, they're. They, they can have a little more open-mindedness to see their clients as fully functioning humans. Now, mm-hmm. I think that boots, boutique, quote-unquote, um, agencies also get uh, either a rap, a, a bad rap as being like super small and can only get co-stars or as being small agents who just collect a bunch of actors. Um, do you yeah, know what I mean? Like,
1: are we, I totally know what you mean. And are... W- yeah, what defines a boutique agency now though? Because it could be like an agency, say there's two agents and they have, I don't know, 700 clients right. that don't work that much who maybe only work at the co-star level. Are they, what are they considered? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really have, I wouldn't call them a boutique agency because they don't have a small roster, but at the same time, their clients aren't really working that much. So I I don't know, I'd be interested if anyone has the answer to that now. So I guess there is, there's,
0: pros and cons to both. And instead of looking at necessarily roster size or, uh, you know, those kind of big number things that just don't necessarily define the person, I would really be interested in invested in that specific agent or manager. Because also agencies can have three or four different agents who do similar jobs at the agency that are very different people and they can Mm -hmm. communicate differently and they can take care of their clients differently. They can have completely different styles. You know, you might want someone who will get on the phone with you and go over your headshots one by one. That might be something that you are really, like you really want that thing. It's not a bad thing to want it, but it's good to know what you want when you're looking for it. And it can change Mm -hmm. too. Like I used to want so much due diligence and now I'm like, send me my work, answer my emails. We got a good relationship. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it can, so it can
0: totally change. So I would get really specific on what you want and find the person to serve you and don't be as concerned about the agency name or the size of their roster. Because I think if a person serves you from an agency, no matter big or small, no matter what they have, they will work their relationships to help you specifically.
1: Mm -hmm. Do we feel like we answered that question? I think so. Okay. Okay. I would, I, I'm going to do some more Google research on, um, just what, how, how people in the industry now are defining agency levels. I'm curious about that mm-hmm. from a, you know, I don't know. I mean, who's the authority on that? I don't know. But it'd be interesting to see.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agents have to, because in California, for example, they have to be licensed.
1: So, well, I mean, aside from, yes, of course. Yeah but I'm wondering if there's like size of agency versus level of agency versus level of agent versus, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's always sort of an unwritten kind of understanding that everybody in the business has, but yeah, it's very nebulous. It's,
0: it's more like it totally nebulous is such a good word. It's more like (laughs) words that we just use that if some like for taking this moment to stop and be like, actually, what is this thing I've been saying for this whole time? Like, what does that actually mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, Kate, super off topic. Can I pivot for one second? Yeah, give it to me. Okay. We forgot to say in our catch-up episode that we did put out the BIPOC, how to be a better ally to BIPOC actors. Yes. Sorry. It triggered my brain because I said, I'm going to go Google it. So I was like, oh, wait, we did that. Yeah. So anybody who was listening to that last month has been following along on that journey. Um, I spoke to a whole bunch of bipoc fellow actors and creatives and we came up with this really good Instagram carousel that you can go check out if you are curious about how to be a better ally to bipoc actors. So that is there on the one broke actress Instagram. Um, so please do check it out and share it. Yes I guess it got it, you know
0: so much love. you worked so hard on it and I, I just want to say thank you because it's not something I could have written and you, you did it so beautifully and you took so much time with it and it just went out on my page. And I know you, you put it on a blog post on your own website, but it was just, I I felt really honored that you take that time to put that on my page and I, it got, it got a lot, it got a lot of love and a lot of shares. And that's I hope great. you, I hope, you know, I'll show you the insights after this, the numbers mm. are beautiful, which makes me think that people read the whole thing, which that's all yeah. you can ask from people online is to just read it and comprehend it. And I just, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do that because you and everyone, you're welcome.
1: Yeah. And thank you for, you know, having a platform that can reach a lot of people so that we can get the word out about stuff like this. And thank you to all the casting directors who shared it and people in the industry, you know, it's just, it was really cool. I'm really glad that that came up in our conversation and that it's something that we could follow up on and provide more information about. And that's, that's a good feeling.
0: Yeah. It feels good to do anything that's helpful. Sometimes it feels talking into the void. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, okay. This was also amazing. God, I love, I love these episodes so much. Yay. Um, where do you... I? Ha- oh, oh I'm
1: sorry. I've been, thank you to people who are reaching out to me too. Like, especially in the Vancouver market, I've had a number of people contact me over Instagram and just say how much they're digging that we're doing these because it's nice to get the different like market perspectives, especially because mm-hmm. Van- like in Canada, there aren't that many, I think there's maybe like one or two podcasts that have information for Vancouver actors. So it's, it's good so that they understand the LA market too. And then, you know, it's just, it's it feels very much like a lovely symbiotic relationship.
0: Oh, I, I'm obsessed with that. I also think it's so cool how much our lives differentiate from month to month, how we can be like Mm. this month. I feel very down right now. And then four weeks later, we're like, I'm a completely new person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's such, it's such a trip. Is there anywhere you want to direct people to, as we leave
1: this episode, follow you on Instagram, check out your website, anything like that? I mean, sure. Like connect with me on Instagram. I love talking to people there a lot. I, have because of this podcast, actually, I have a couple new friends, one who, um, I check in with about jogging. So, you know, like, I just, I love that I'm meeting new people online because that we've been doing these. So that's really fun, but more than anything, I think I would love people to keep checking out that BIPOC carousel, um, and share that whole thing everywhere. And just, you know, yeah.
0: I'll put it in the show notes too. I'll put a direct link to it. Cool. Cool awesome thank you so much for this as always if people want to check out either of our instagrams everything's in the show notes as well as i am teaching a course to anyone who is new to the market making the move to la especially people who are moving from collegiate to professional uh, and all, all all shapes and sizes everyone's welcome it's a it's a really inclusive i mean it's in pink but it's very much <laughs> whatever gender and you identify as um, every
1: gender can rock it out with the pink.
0: Yeah. Honestly, if, if it's someone's turned off by the pink, I'm like, well, you're not my people if we care about gender stereotypes <laughs> like that.
1: Um, but,
0: uh, but yeah, it's uh, I only have four spots left in the first class currently. And wow, congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm, I'm super excited. So really, really cool stuff happening on that. It's all at onebrokeactress.com slash workshops. I have so. to say
1: before we go, I love, the just structure of the whole thing, all the information that you're providing, I think it's really fantastic. So th- this is not a planned plug, but I'm just gonna plug Sam Valentine's One Broke Actress workshop that she's doing, because it really is, uh, it's literally all the information that someone wishes that they had. Like so many, I, I look at this going, oh man, if I had known this, if I had known that, if I, it's years, it saves you years of research and, and just things that you, don't really need to go through if you take your your workshop oh, thank you now. thank we're
0: you now. that's what I'm really hoping to and I it, listen it's going to be like two and a half to three hour zoom class so obviously I'm not going to give you every piece of information you need to know but no but just, I just having the give,
1: groundwork yes
0: I want to give people a foundation and I also want to give them their first community of people in LA to hold their hand like that's so much of what I wished I had so thank Love you so much it. for saying that Oh, yeah. okay. This is compliment fest 2021. So we're going to go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you very soon. Hey guys, real quick before you go, I just wanted to touch base with you about the Working Actor Workshop. I have culminated about a year and a half worth of coachings at online schools and coaching private clients, talking to people on the podcasts, my own life experiences, along with many of the actors I know. And I have created the Working Actor Workshop to combine all of the struggles and questions and fears of the beginnings of our career and hopefully squash as many of them as possible i want to answer all of the questions about finances and side jobs how do you find your branding when do you look for reps how do you even get your foot in the door should you be networking what even is networking i want to help you guys all navigate this landscape These workshops are going on almost every Saturday in June, and they're almost half sold out at this point. So I highly recommend you guys check them out. OneBrokeActress.com slash workshops is where all the information lives. You can always email me, OneBrokeActress at gmail.com if you're not sure if this workshop is right for you. I don't think it's for everyone. I think it's for a certain time in your career, and I am super happy to guide you in as much of a way as I possibly can. Also, if you know someone that this is right for, maybe it's not right for you but your sister is graduating college with a theater degree or your cousin is getting excited to move to los angeles i want to meet them please send them my way thank you guys so much for listening and you know i will talk to you very soon